Yes, people, it seemed fitting to come into Cold Blooded by Rick James because in part two of this week's Echo Chamber, we look at Tyler Savage's new film, Stalker. And oh my days, it is a great one. So people, you do not want to miss it. We're going to start off with the review and then we'll get into the conversation. So people, sit tight. Here we go. If you're a horror fan, you might have already seen this film at, um, you know, one of the many horror festivals, such as Fright Fest. But if not, people, then, hey, you need to know about Stalker. It is the new film from Tyler Savage. And, um, yeah, this film, whoa, it's, um... Yo, there's a lot to it, you know what I mean? There's a lot to it, and, um, you know what I mean? It is gonna make you feel a certain ways. It's definitely gonna do that, right? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, it's got twists, it's got turns, and um, it's gonna make you think, right? Now, what's very interesting, this is just the second film that Savage has done, you know, he's been, he's done a number of shorts, but yeah, second feature film, and whew, not a bad one, not a bad one, you know what I mean, to make your second, right, so he co-wrote the film, along with Dash Hawkins, you know, so, uh, yeah, there is that, and then he's got a, I mean, the cast were great, right, the cast were great, um, they both produced the film, along with J.P. Castell, um, Daniel Pisano, and the executive producers, you had Dean Giapopoulos, Chad Harbold, uh, Tylee Jones, Jamie Meyer, and Max Nice. Cinematography was Antonio Cisneros. Uh, the music was from Devon Johnson. Film editing is Jeremy Edwards. The casting, Kelly Knox. And our cast, well... I mean, our, our main crew are Vincent Van Horn as Andy. We then have Christine Coe as Sam. Right? Um, let's say the love interest. Uh, Michael Lee Joplin plays Roger, a rideshare person. We've then got... Um, Dusty Sorg plays Cheeto. Uh, Carla Valentine plays Officer Moore. 
and Scott Sabino plays Officer Dawson. Maybe not the cops you call. <laughs> um, oh man, Paula J. Parker plays Evelyn. Right, Landy Albright plays Aaron. Um, Chase Julette plays Colton. Uh, Steph Barkley plays Kim. Um, yeah. I Rebecca Knowles plays Sandy. Emma Michalak plays a barista. I think uh, these are our, our main ones. I think Grace Marlowe, she plays Emily. Right? She has a connection in the piece. Now, whew. I mean, this, the story itself, people. The story itself. Yo, so um, it's definitely something, right? Now, in the wake of a messy breakup, Andy... Escobedo decides to start fresh, relocating from Austin to Los Angeles. Eager to make new connections, he befriends Roger, an unusual rideshare driver. But when Roger's behaviour gets too strange for comfort, Andy blows him off, choosing to focus on a budding relationship with his new girlfriend, Sam. This unhinges Roger who begins to torment Andy, ensuring that his stay in LA is short-lived. So, yeah, that's the gist of the story. And, um, man, there's so much about this, right? So much about this. So, um, yeah, we start off with Andy moving. And um, it, it shot. Like it's a series of um, social media vlogs, right? Little, you know, the videos on social media, or whether it be Instagram, Insta, you know, TikTok, all of them, right? And d- the screen is actually framed like you are looking at it on a phone, you know? Which, I mean, at the beginning, I was a bit like, oh, no, I hope the whole film isn't like this, right? And we're like, ugh, I don't want to watch a film on my phone, oh, man. But, hey, don't worry, we only get that for a, uh, you know, minute or so. It's not long, right? So, yeah, you don't have to fear that aspect of things. But, um, yeah, so from there... Yo, we have um, Andy now in LA, right? And you can tell he's, you know, he doesn't know anyone, so his mum's calling him, and he's acting like, oh yeah, I've got yeah, I'm hanging out with friends and all of this. So he kind of figured that he, you know, there's been some porky pies told somewhere. So he's then out at a bar having drinks. And a girl opposite him, you know, she's um, meeting friends, but they blow her off. So he strikes up a conversation, which, to be honest, you you wouldn't expect that from someone like Andy, right? So um, yeah, he gets talking to this girl, right, and 
things seem to go from there, you know, they go back to um, hers, and the night, you know, the night proceeds, alright, hey, not on the first night, people, they, they just, you know, a little kiss, a little hug, right, but, hey, it's promising, it's promising, he leaves, because he's got a, he's got a dog, he's got a dog, and he's got to look after the dog, right, so he goes home, but, um, goes for coffee, and he bumps into Roger, right, he's a guy that picked him and Sam up from the bar, he was their rideshare driver, so, um, yeah, he kind of bullies Andy into, um, giving the number, right, it is one of those ones, where it's like, hey, yeah, you know, where people offer the plastic, hey, it was nice seeing you, man, we should hang sometime, really, oh, yes, that'd be fun, what's your number, right, and then they call your phone straight away, just checking, you know, so it's just like, <laughs> and then he gets calls after calls, texts after texts, it's getting a little messy, right, but yeah, it just seems to be this situation that is developing, now, although Roger, OCT for sure, Andy, instead of just being like, you know what, no, he just kind of avoids the calls, right, he avoids the calls, Roger ain't happy with it, so it it just causes an escalation of things, now, while this is all going on, Andy, you know, he's in this situation with, um, Sam, right, which seems to be going well, she seems to like him, you know, which is cool, but there seems to be stuff with Andy, right, his girlfriend cheated on him, so there's baggage, there's baggage there, and um, you can tell he's still kind of, you know, thinking about her, right, but, again, it's a, it's a situation where things are odd, right, because he, he calls his friend back home who avoids him, doesn't so much avoid him, but he's not really looking to talk, and you kind of, by things said, you're just like, ah, what's going on? You know, Andy's looking at her social media, so there's a, there's a lot of oddness happening here, and it just, people, it gets odder, and it gets odder, right, but it's, what's fun is, we are, you know, in this, in this world created by Hawkins and Savage, that it is believable I mean, some things get a little out there, I ain't gonna lie, but you would believe these situations to an extent, you know, um, but because he's in LA, he's alone, it's a big place, 
Like we often get shots of the city, you know, traffic, vast lights and everything like that, which does give you that sense of, yeah, he's on his own, right? He's out there in this vast space filled with people. He doesn't know any of them, right? So there does seem to be a a dependency maybe, Right on the people in his vicinity, which again you do kind of get with his actions. There's, there's things he does that I wouldn't say is the you know most sensible, or I mean, it, it does feel a bit much some of the stuff, but hurry. Them's the breaks, right? Now, you do wonder. <laughs> I mean, there's certain things that you're just like, yo, aren't you checking for? Right? There's a, there's a few of those. And I think we do see Andy's behavior escalate a little. Which, again, seems... A bit different to what we're being presented with right? But you you go along with it You go along with it Because we are given This sense of this lost person Right? But he, he doesn't necessarily always Like he's weird with people Like he's very weird with people Just the way he acts And does And what he wants to share What he wants to say You know, there's a point where he's hiking with Sam And you can clearly see He is not having a good time And she's just like, are you okay? Yeah, 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 I'm fine But, but I mean, if you want to go back We can go back when clearly She's fine Right? And in the end, he uses his dog as a reason to go back. But it's like, uh, what do you do? Just say, you know what I mean? Just say, I'm not down to um, hike, right? And there was this other weird bit when they're camping. And in the middle of the night, he starts when, like talking to his dog. But you're just like, you're in a tent with someone else. Like... You're being loud. You're being an asshole, but it's just this the, the weird nature of the way he seems to maneuver through life. Right? Doesn't want to commit to things. You know, doesn't seem to fully want to share things with people. Right? It's a weird one. It is weird, and you know, we we're. we're Thinking the film is going to go in a certain way Right I mean with everything that's happening All the escalations You think Oh it, 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 It's going to this place that we've seen You know And especially look There is a lot about this That does give you this Sense of Oh I think I've seen this before Right I think I understand You know, from the poster Where you have Sam and Andy lying in bed And someone looking at them 
from somewhere else, but close by. Right? We, we get this sense of that. So I think you do expect certain beats. Right? There's definitely certain beats that you expect. There are some missteps along the way. There are a few things where you've been like, huh, I wonder why that happened. Or why did that person do that? Right? Which, you know, although at first it does seem weird, right? Does seem weird. But there's more to it. There's so much more to it, which, oh shit, makes it so much fun, right? Now, it's funny because the film, I think one thing I keep on seeing, right? Is, oh, you won't want to, um, oh gosh, what's the, what's the phrase I keep seeing? Um, like you, you won't want to take a, a ride with a ride share, or you'll be careful of who you talk to. And I don't know if it's that, right? I don't know if it's that. Because, you know, they talk about the whole, the, the consequences of rideshare, right? Or the digital age. And although, right, I would say digital is a part of this. And the way information can be got is, whoo, is worrying. It is so freaking worrying, right? But there's more to it, right? There's more to this film. You know, I, I feel that's just a layer Because I think at the essence of it all This is about truth, honesty It's about communication Right, because there's certain things that are there Certain things that are there Right, because I think there's certain people that you look at as being victims As being meek you know, defenseless because of the way they talk, right? The way they hold themselves. But, hey, there's more to it, right? And when you see certain patterns, certain things that get said, certain omissions, right? You just have to look at some of the conversations that are being had with parents and friends and you know, the stories that are related to other people, there are holes, right, there are certain things that you'd be like, huh, if that happened, why wouldn't you tell people, right, and so I do kind of feel that rather than, you know, digital is a, uh, a part of it, right, it's kind of like a, a jacket or a, a t-shirt, but the actual skeleton of the piece, it's that human interaction, right? It's the way in which we inhabit the space with other people, the way we communicate with other people, the things we choose to share, right? One thing that is said a few times, if you're like, oh no, that's far too personal to say, right? And... 
how many times have you been speaking with someone, right? And they'd be like, oh, tell me about the the time you felt most defenseless. Or, oh, how many sexual partners have you had? Or, you know, certain things like that someone may ask you. And you might go, oh, yeah, so, um, you know, it's, oh, I got lost in the middle of a wood. And I didn't know what to do. Or, oh, I mean, I guess ten. Right? And you, you give certain information. Right? Neither of those things are true, people, by the way. Just, uh, you know what I mean? But, hey, you give that information and then you'd be like, how about you? And be like, oh, no. I can't. You feel uncomfortable telling you. Maybe another time. And it's just like, yo, I just opened up, but you wouldn't. What the fuck? Right? And there's, that's always a red flag. Right, that's always a weird thing So, yeah, it, it's the way we communicate with people And, ooh, some people have communication issues But the payoff, yo The payoff is we get twist on twist on twist, people And it is great Great, you don't see it coming Don't see it coming And that is Oh, that's very good. I enjoy that. And then the end? Oh, fuck. Right? Because I don't know. It, it's hard to say how you actually feel. Right? Even after everything that goes down, I don't even know who you're, who you're down with. Andy, Roger, Sam... Like, I don't know, people. I do not know. But, some, look, some people aren't likable. They're not likable. But it, it, it's interesting. It's friggin' interesting. It's different. And it's good, I kind of feel, that we get shit flipped. Right? We definitely get shit flipped. Because it makes you kind of understand that there are so many chameleons out there And um, you can't can't take shit on face value Right? And you've got to be sensible about getting to know people <laughs> So, hey, go check it out, right? Check it out The film drops, film drops on the 21st Right, so, um, yeah, on Friday, people, so yes, make sure you go, get it on all your favourite VOD sites, because this is definitely one to watch. Now, as mentioned, Rideshare is a part of it, but it's not quite like Spree, which we spoke about last year, but it is, um... Hey, it's a little bit, right? If you like stuff like, um, ooh, Spiral on, that's on Shudder, or um, Violation, another Shudder film, right? If you like those films, I think you'll like this because they offer up things that are different, right? That kind of surprise you, that take you on different tangents. And that's what this film does, people. So, people... Go check out Stalker. I will say as well, 
Stalker is a definitely definitely better title for the film than its original, you know, title which was Blinders. Urgh, but I even feel Stalker isn't quite right. Right? There is more to it, but urgh, if I say too much, I'm gonna give shit away. So people just go watch it, right? You will not be disappointed. But you might be freaked out. <laughs> People, people, Jesus, I just realised, you know what, I didn't mention any of the, I mean I mentioned them, but oh, the performances here, the performances were fantastic, like Andy, yo, he's brought to life by Vincent Van Horn, Horn, he, um, you know what I mean, oh, no, I mean it should be Van Horn, right, that's the actual surname, because Van isn't a middle no, it's not. It's Van Horn. Right, from Van Horn, he really gives us this this odd character in Andy. This person who, yes, is adrift. Not overly I don't know if you'd call him likable, but has definitely got some characteristics that could, you know, have people gravitate towards him. Right? And but there's a lot more there, so he gives us that now. Michael Lee Joplin as Roger, oh, he brings Clingy to another level, right? He gives us that. You would think his middle name is Blanket. <laughs> He's smothering people. He is smothering, but he then is able to flip it. Flip it and just, you know, I mean, bring out that malevolent fucking weirdo. Malevolent weirdo. But then we learn there's more. We learn that there's more that is super interesting, right? Super interesting. Because the whole stuff at the beginning, you don't know how... How true that is, you know what I mean? Like, is he just a psychopath, right? You know, wants to play victimized, but hey, he just, you know, he's ready for it, ready for it. So yeah, Joplin, whoo, he he delivers that character, and Christine Cole, so good as Sam. So good at Sam, you know? Oh, man, this is an awesome character. Awesome character who yeah, I think you definitely grow to like, right? And, you know, because we meet her and you don't know, right? Don't know what she's going to be like. But, hey, you know what I mean? The, like, she does some really cute things for Andy, Yo, he tries to help him out, all of that. And there's depth there, right? There is depth and steel. And Koi just, who delivers, delivers on all bases. So, yeah, that's good, right? And as said, look, Carla Valentine and Scott and Sabino as police officers. <laughs> now, although, right, you might think, oh, I mean, come on, 
would someone really like you do like actually no <laughs> i'm coming across police like that so yeah they they give you that thing and i mean you you gotta love um paula j parker's evelyn right because damn she <laughs> i mean that that busy you know, that busy person wants everything done and wants it done now, but hasn't got time for you and your bullshit. Right? Oh, man. And she has a rage. <laughs> so, yes, that that whew, that character killed it. Killed it. So, um, yes, everyone and all the su- supporting characters, all our supporting characters and cast delivered people. They they really did deliver. Everyone was great in their roles, and they added depth to the film. So hey, that's just another reason to go check it out. All right. So yes, it's out on the twenty first, and now I am really done. So yeah, enjoy, people. Stalker. Okay, people, so now you've heard that, it is time for the conversation. And, um, yo, Tyler Savage was such a great person to sit and talk with, right? We um, went over the time slot, right? I mean, I went over the time slot, but Tyler was so kind, stuck around. And, um, yeah, we had a great talk about the film, the marketing of the film, perceptions, everything, people. You do not want to miss this. Trust me. So, without further ado, people, Tyler Savage. Okay, so I am here today with Tyler Savage, the writer, well, co-writer and director of Stalker, which, you know, a bit of an ominous title, definitely gets people thinking, and I, listen, Tyler, not to come off the gate with negativity, but the title, I don't think the title is quite right, but it is definitely better than Blinder. Blinders. Totally, that's completely fair. I mean, I titles are always the hardest thing, you know, they're the mm. hardest thing. Uh, and, and I think we actually filmed the movie under the title Stalker, and then we changed it to Blinders because I was wor- we were kind of worried that Stalker was too familiar because of Tarkovsky's Stalker and there's other yeah. film, other Stalkers. But then when we said when we found a distributor uh, with Vertical Entertainment, they wanted us to go to something that I think was more, I don't know, tangible to a horror and a thriller audience. You know, you just see Stalker and you're like, okay, I get it. I from a marketing standpoint, I, th- I think that's why we landed on it. But you mm. know, for obvious reasons, once you've seen the movie, it is kind of a hard one to put a uh, a title on because the nature of the movie sort of changes as you're watching yes. it. Yes. You know? That's why I kind of think, ah, Stalker doesn't quite sum it up. You know what I mean? Because there's so much. I mean, Stalker puts it in a a certain bracket, right? And there's some people that might be like, ah, Stalker film. So I'm like, but it's more. It's more than that. 
Totally. I think that that's the balance, right? Is you're always trying, especially with genre audiences, because like you guys know what you like and what you don't like. So it's always like tricky to be like, I wanted people to think that they knew what they were going in for and then to be surprised. So, Mm. but at the same time, you make a really good point. Will people even have the opportunity to be surprised if they think they already know it because of the title? You know, they're like, oh, I already seen that 10 times. I don't need to see that. It's just another stalker movie, um, but it's a tricky balance. I don't even know the right answer to this, you know? Yeah, what kind of control do you have over like, you know, the, the marketing, the taglines, you know, that sort of thing? Because Very this, <laughs> Oh man, that is such a shame because like it blew my mind when I found out that, you know, directors, a lot of the time don't do their own trailers you know film companies get other agencies in to do the trailer and sometimes the agency hasn't seen the film because the trailer is done like before it's even finished they're taking readies and cutting together so they don't even know the tone so there's so many times when you see a trailer and it's like oh this this looks like a great comedy and you watch it and be like motherfuckers that wasn't a, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a comedy oh what have they done to me you know what I mean? it's just okay. like bad what what was that about <laughs> i know it's crazy you know and this is sort of it's this is my second feature and on the first one we ended up with an aggregator and we didn't have quite as much of we had to do more of our marketing materials you know on that because it was more of a, a truly you know micro budget and now working with a distributor on this, I'm very excited by it, but it is, you know, it's weird, you know, because mm. you're kind of like, here's 30 versions of a poster of, you know, 30 <laughs> different ways that this could look. And you kind of like, we had designed a poster for when we did the festival runs and it was designed with uh, an artist who does mostly um, musical band posters, basically for concerts and stuff. Okay. And yeah, he yeah. did this really cool conceptual poster, but it was not, you know, it didn't actually use images of the actors or anything. Mm. And so for, ver- for you know, marketing purposes, that just wasn't going to fly. I mean, I still love that. I think it's cool. And I love that poster. But, you know, I, I do, even though it's my baby, I defer to the professionals when it comes to the marketing stuff um, in terms of, you know, this is how we got to position it or place it or whatever, you know, as much as I have an opinion about everything, because I do have an opinion about pretty much everything, I also respect that, like, you know, this person might know more about this than I do. So I'm going to trust yeah. their instincts a little bit. I mean, but I would say to you, right, always come with your thoughts. Yes. Right. If you've got thoughts, write them down, create. So when you go to that meeting, go, hey, so we were thinking about like this kind of imagery for the poster or these were taglines that seemed to come to us from, you know, making this, yeah. <laughs> no, you're to- no, you're totally right. Exactly, because if you don't come with anything, then, you, they're, then you're completely just gonna go with whatever they're gonna give you, you know what I mean? But I think that that did happen, like the trailer, we had actually cut a trailer uh, for Austin Film Festival. And so they actually, quite a bit of our trailer did influence the way that they cut the trailer. So I was happy okay. that they, they kept some of those things at least, mm. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, just because sometimes, you know what I mean? You, you talk to the marketing people at some of these companies and they really, you like, how do you get this job, man? Like, you don't know the fundamentals of this shit. It's like, right. 
Because it is, because I do marketing, right? That's my day job, right? And yeah. it's infuriating how many people think they can do what you do, right? Oh my God, I'm sure. Like marketing is always the department that goes if budget cuts. You know what I mean? We're the ones that take those hits because everyone's like, oh, well, I can do that. I mean, yeah, how, but it, yeah, it's how hard actually, is it to write a little thing? <laughs> no, and it's and it's what's actually driving any business is is the, is that marketing work. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you could have the greatest <laughs> you could have the greatest product in the world, but if you don't know how to tell people about it, who cares? You know, who gives a shit? <laughs> it won't matter. Well, yeah, John Carter, right? <laughs> there you go. That one will never be forgotten. Yeah, like the film itself is good. I enjoyed the film, but the marketing of it. No one knew what the hell it was. Right. It was insane. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm fully with you. And, and I agree that it's one of those things that everybody thinks that, you know, it's just, oh, I could do that. <laughs> like, not well, to do well, it's not. Yeah. I mean, now you, though, second film. Second film and you've done this. That's pretty, pretty good, man. No, oh, thank you, Kev. I appreciate that. I mean... It's scary, man. You know, you don't, you never know. I mean, like, I still don't even know. We're sitting, it's May 18th right now. The movie will come out in three days. I'm always, like, preparing myself for somebody to just be like, this is complete crap. Like, you know, I've made what I think is, is a worthwhile story, and it's worth people spending, uh, mm. you know, 90 minutes with it. But you, you never know, you know. So I really appreciate you saying that, because sometimes you feel confident, and then... Uh, you know, but but again, it's it's not until it's really out there that you know what people are going to think about it. Yeah, yeah. But I guess having that fear, having that doubt, is a good thing, right? Because it's when you just be like, yeah, anything I do, they're going to eat up, right? Oh my god, I can't even like, yeah, I can't even like imagine having an ego like that. Like I'm so much more, you know, I'm not like neuro, I'm not necessarily neurotic, but I'm more of like. I want to do what makes sense to me. Mm. You know what I mean? And like Dash and I had this concept, my co-writer, and I know that everybody that worked on the movie understood the movie we were making and in, and and was excited to be working on it. But once it's out there in the world, it's everybody's, you know, you as a, any viewer gets to make of it whatever they will. You know, they could it could like you were saying about you and that woman at that screening you'll get a hundred, I'll get a hundred different opinions. So even, even if I get some people loving it, there's always going to be somebody out there that thinks I'm a complete joke of an idiot and should just go disappear. <laughs> so it keeps you humble, I think, when you know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you came up with this film, like, how was that? Because you're co-writing. So did one of you come with the concept and the other one help flesh it out? Or were you both kind of sitting there bouncing the ideas off each other and then this is what the end product was? Yeah, it really, I mean, Dash and I, we had written um, a bunch of spec screenplays together. We've been writing as writing partners for like five years. And so we've got a good like shorthand, like when we're talking about ideas, it's easy for us to you know, kind of spitball and brainstorm. But yeah, I think the original idea came from a lift, uh, a rideshare drive, a cab ride that I took with, you know, um, a rideshare driver. And he was totally creepy. And he just, he dropped me at home. 
And I just remember walking into my house and then looking back and he was kind of like still there, you know, like, oh, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is this is weird. It's sort of like that moment in the movie. But I was like, I don't love that that guy knows where I live now. Like that guy knows where mm. I live, he knows my name. He has my phone number. Um, he knows, you know, knows what I look like. Like that's all just kind of unsettling. And so I think that it started from that general idea. And then we kind of went from there. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Because rideshare it's definitely because you know standing on corners trying to hail cat taxis is yeah. you know they're not always stopping for certain people right so that was always a nightmare so the idea of this thing where they're just gonna come get you like ah made things so much easier but yeah. now this person knows where you live because if you get a mini cab or something like that, you can say, oh, pick me up from this corner. So exactly. they pick you up from the corner. And oftentimes I've been, when you think, oh, this person's a bit of an idiot, right? If, if I'm getting, oh my gosh, one time, not just that I've done it with cabs, right? But I got a lift home from work. And this woman, she was a bit nuts. And she was like, oh yeah, my bedroom's pink, painted all pink. I've got like hundreds of Barbie dolls. I've got hundreds of this and I've got hundreds of this. You should come see it sometime. And for the fur and the talking. And I'm just like, oh no. Whoa. <laughs> I don't what want her to know where I live. I don't, and I'm like, drop me here. She's like, I'll drop you to your door. I'm like, no, this, I need to do a thing. Just drop me here. I, this is fine. It was so much easier. If, if somebody, if somebody <laughs> freaks you out like that though, the best thing to do in my advice is just make sure she likes you. Cause you're like, if she, if she <laughs> likes me and she thinks I'm a friend, then I don't need to worry. So I was even with that creepy ride driver, I was like, I'm just being as nice to the guy as possible because I'm like, I want this guy. Cause if he is a scary individual, I want to make sure that I didn't do anything to upset him. But, um, I mean, you say that Tyler, but I yeah. think your movie shows. I know. I think if someone I, I, likes you. Don't mean she ain't gonna go right. It's <laughs> true. And, I, and also I think pretty much every, every rideshare company probably doesn't like me very much for having made this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make I didn't make rideshare drivers look <clears throat> positive. I mean, but there was already spree. So the you know I mean? yeah. you go, you can blame them for that. You were like, no, 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 that was Spree's fault. Like I don't I don't throw the shade on you that bad. Right. But Spree, whoo, they went hard exactly. in on you, man. <laughs> that one, yes, exa exactly. I, I mean, Roger is kind of tame compared to Joe Carey in that. That's like, that's very much. Uh, and also they're out of the car a lot in this one. You yes. know what I mean? Which makes it a different thing. But, you know, like you said, with the, um, with why rideshare is so convenient, you know, it's so nice and it's like, it's easy, but there's a trade-off. And I think that that's Ooh. sort of um, all technology. You know, yes. it's like we use Facebook and we can connect to people, but our data is being harvested and sold to advertisers, <laughs> you know, or yeah. it's like I'm on a dating app um, and I could meet somebody great through the dating app, but I could also go meet somebody that is a psychopath. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you know and, so. and once you've signed up for that dating app, yeah. they have the rights to use your info for advertising. Of course, absolutely. Yeah. I always like that line that they say, if you don't know what the product is, you're the product. Like if you don't know how, if you don't know how that app or that company's making money, they're making money off of you. 
yeah and your data that's the only yeah. way that that's how the world works now because so. it's just like wait how are they putting out a free app like that like that yeah. surely doesn't make any sense to be like because it's not because they they they're utilizing your shit somehow <laughs> there's nothing nothing innocent about it you know mm. so with um with this right because ah see this is the thing right you you want to make sure you don't drop any of the spoilers <laughs> it's a tricky and, balance and, i know but i will say right i was so happy that you ended it the way you ended it i'm glad because right i think because there's a few things right the way the film starts like it's um social media vlogs Right, I was a bit like, oh no, I hope this isn't the whole film. Oh, I hope it's not like this the whole way through. Oh. Right. right, but it wasn't, right? That's just a few, you know, a couple of minutes, boom. And you get why it's done like that. It makes sense, right? But then there's other bits of the film where you think, oh, okay, so surely then it's gonna go here. And then it turns. Right, it, it turns and it goes like, ooh, and you're like, oh, damn. And then <laughs> it takes that next turn and you're like, oh, damn. Then there's that moment where you'd be like, oh, no, I don't want it to end like that. But then it's just like, oh, shit, no. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes. And I was so relieved because so many times people take that easy route you know what i mean right. because you want that certain sort of ending right yeah. they don't want to go out on a certain note but i'm like but the realistic thing is more akin to what you had right right and but i think had that one of... turn and then the next one at the very very end and it's right. just like oh yeah oh well obviously right if, if the gonna world goes that, on they're gonna do that <laughs> exactly exactly no i'm so glad you said that and i think that that's like we were even saying about the title is you want to get people to feel like they know what the movie is because we, people are so smart now like we're all we're all really pretty smart viewers we've seen a lot of things mm. so it's hard to be it's hard to sneak up on people right these days you know what <laughs> i mean because people are pretty sophisticated viewers and so i think that that was sort of the thing is I wanted it to feel almost like a familiar like 90s or early 2000s movie so that you could just be like, I get it. Like, I know where this is going. And then the end just like hits you in the face because you're like, oh, this turned into something entirely different that I really didn't see coming, which I always mm -hmm. love that. You know, I always love movies like that. I love being, um, you know, tricked or caught or got caught yes. off guard in a movie. I think that's always a fun experience. Oh man, it's the best feeling. It's the best yeah. feeling because you're like, oh, I get to watch something different, right? It's yeah. just like, because there's, you know, there's only so many types of stories, right? But it's the way people interpret those stories. And unfortunately, when it comes to, I think when it comes to large organizations, they wanna play it to the things people like yes right so it's just like i mean we could end it like that but ah uh, i mean a, we know a, from our research a lot of people have said they like these sort of endings so we should do that and you're just like research is bullshit yeah right? i i will say research is bullshit because 
there's only a type of person that will do research, right? So when you factor, if you take a hundred people, right? You might go 40 of those people will fill in a questionnaire. Hmm. So that's not good data. Right. It's, it's not a majority of the people, right? It's, it's straight away, it's under half of the people. Yeah. So even if you get 100% from that, it's still not a true representation. Yeah, and you're assuming that they were all being honest too, which oh, they, yeah. make, people you know, because people lie and they they <laughs> they change their opinions all the time. And yep. I think it, what happens too with the development stuff, like you'll see if if one project, you know, like what ha happened with like Paranormal Activity or something, is like mm. you get one success, and then all the studios try to figure out how to like do that again. And so they'll be like, oh, well, people like that. So we'll just remake that a bunch of times. And it's like, it doesn't work like that. If you try to keep catching lightning in the bottle, you know, it just becomes, you know, something that started off exciting starts to become very, you know, hack and familiar. And like, you know, we've seen it a million times. And I think when you try to make something that everybody's going to like, then you just made something that nobody's gonna fucking like because like, mm -hmm. you know, people don't, people aren't built like that. You know, things are meant to surprise us and we know, and I think that that's, you know, like if you look at some of the good stuff that's come out of Netflix or versus some of the bad stuff, yes. I can look at, I can look at a Netflix movie or a program and say, that was made by a creative individual who had an idea or that was made by an algorithm. Yes. Like that movie was an algorithm that said this type of guy, this type of girl, this type of movie, and it ends mm -hmm. like this. And then they were just like, it's like a machine crapping out these, these things. And I think that, um, anyway, I think that we should try to, to, to not fall into that trap too much because it gets tired. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think that's, I always like it when you, you hear about something and they're like, um, originally we we thought the character was going to be a, a guy, but you know, when we're doing all the, the casting, it's just like this person read for that role. And we were like, she'd be great as the lead. So we just meh, changed it because it didn't re we realized gender didn't really matter. Right. And so wait, you know, they're thinking of the actual story. It's not, well, we know that people like a male lead or we know people want a female thing. And it's just like, no, it's what works better for the story. So when you know they're doing that, you're like, oh, I can be on board for this shit. Exactly. And I honestly, like, I think about that very question. I think about that question so much that I even think about like my life is the same way. I'm like, it's sort of like, are you going to make decisions that you know are good for you, yourself and your instinct? Or are you going to do something because you're, you know, your parent or your spouse or your friend or the world wants you to do it this way? Or, mm. you know, what I mean? like, and I think that, that, you know, it's hard because I want, you know, like I want people to connect to this movie and I want people to like it. It's not that we don't, we all want approval. We all want to have an, you know, we want to have positive conversations, but if that's your only goal, is to try to please people or do the thing that is safe because you think it'll make you money or something. I don't think a lot of people get anywhere with that logic. You know, I mean, no. some people have probably done okay, but I think in general, it's it's people that are trying to do something new or push push it a little bit that usually, um, you know, hopefully find success. Oh, definitely. Because when you look at some of your, your favorite artists, favorite directors, favorite writers, like, 
the books and the music and the films that they're putting out, they're usually all different, right? right. It's never someone that's done the same type of film over and over again, or the same sort of book over and over again, or the same album. You know what I mean? It's all usually they do something different. And that's the thing that keeps you coming back for more. Exactly. Yeah, I saw Anthony Bourdain give a give a, a interview one time, and he said something about like he would rather never have another success for the rest of his career than to try to um, fit into a formula that made him money. Like he was basically being like, I would rather never make another cent and have to go back to being like a line cook at a diner rather yes. than to try to like, be, you know, just do what Food Network tells me to do or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah but it's, yeah, it's some sort of creative integrity, even though the marketplace makes that hard sometimes. Oh, yeah, that, that definitely is the best way to be, right? Definitely the best way to be. So, I mean, I would say that some of the people in your film not really that much of the mindset, right? Uh, they're a bit messed up, right? That's There's a fair. lot of messed up that's, people in this film. Definitely, everybody's got something going on in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> There's some dis dysfunctional people in this movie. Yeah, I mean, I even read somewhere that Juicebox has a family somewhere else, family in Alaska, left them, <laughs> left them. I was like, Juicebox, no! Even juice box is a yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, juice box. The funny thing about juice box is that's my dog, Buddy, and so <laughs> he, he uh, he's not an acting dog. He he uh, he is just a good a good boy. And I said from the beginning, I was like, he needs to be in this movie. And we did all these camera tests with him, and he just did a great job. But you know, he has his uh, he has his negative qualities too. <laughs> I have to say, I am a bit disappointed. It's always a shame when you find out there's nepotism involved, right? I know. He was like, he's like my son. He was like, uh, my kid. He got the job. We didn't. Need, yeah, he got the job without even having to audition. You know, he was just immediately accepted in the role. How did the How did the audition process go? Well, you know what was cool is we worked with a great casting director named Kelly Knox, and um, but Vincent. Uh, Van Horn and Michael Joplin, who played the two leads, they're mm -hmm. really good friends of mine, um, and 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 of Dash's as well. So we kind of wrote the movie around them because it was a, a micro budget film. You know, I knew that we weren't going to be able to afford you know um, any names, you know, really to speak of. So to me, it was like you let's make sure you know, all your cast. By the way, would you just that? that big? I mean, we couldn't afford many any names. They're like, oh, I thought my I name know. was pretty. Well, we could. Oh. I know. Well, Christine, Christine, <laughs> and, 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 and you know, Christine, to her credit, is probably more of a name than we even could get. But she was down to come on board and be in a small movie. Thank goodness. Oh, and you know, so was Paula J. Parker and some of the other people that we had in the supporting cast that were tremendous. But for those two leads, I just knew that. Um, Vincent and Michael had like a, a, a trusting relationship as actors together mm. where they would like bring it. You know, I knew that they would bring it and bring something fun. And then so what was cool is we knew that pre-existing and then going out and looking for Christine and how to, you know, kind of complete that puzzle. And it was cool because all three of them, I think they're all great in the movie and they all three of them have such different styles of acting. They're all very different types of actors. And so it was a good challenge for me 
to see how they could rub off on each other and influence each other. And, you know, um, it was just, it was an educational process too. Mm. Well, it lives and dies on those people. It does. Right. It, if it really one of them literally. drops the ball, it's just like, we have not got the same film. No, and that's that's the hardest thing because there's obviously some softer moments in the movie. And then, you know, Roger, we, we always wanted him to feel... Um, you know, very menacing, and we weren't worried about him playing it up a little bit, but also mm. we didn't want to turn him into a cartoon, you know, yes. so finding that balance where everybody is an actual fleshed out character with three dimensions and, you know, has a point of view that you could believe, um, that was definitely, you know, so, and I give a lot of credit to to Michael and, and, and Vince and Christine for all that, because they obviously brought themselves into those characters big time. Oh, good. I hope not. That'd be a bit worrying. I mean, I I mean I, I, you know, the funniest thing I said to Michael, he, he asked me out to coffee soon after I asked him to play Roger. And he's like, so why do you think I could play this? You know, he was almost like offended. He was almost like offended that I'd asked him to play this role. And I was like, well, you know, the reality is he's one of the funniest guys I know. He's like a hilarious, you know, amazing Im Im improviser, and just a funny guy to be around. But he has this presence where like if he was sitting in your room with you there, he would have never broken eye contact with you this entire time. Like yes. when he's talking to you, he is fully in the zone with you. And I was like, so all we need to do is like highlight that quality in you and we could turn that pretty scary you know what i mean if you take that even though in reality it's a very nice quality that he has we can turn it into something terrifying oh yeah no for sure for sure like i think a lot of times you know because what can throw me out of a film is when you go i don't buy that right i don't believe someone could do that right. or that they would go to that level or they would stop at that point so when you have certain moments in this film right especially towards the end right I was worried I was very worried and I was like I hope and when it tasted I was like yes because I'm just like <laughs> I wouldn't buy them stopping right I wouldn't right. buy them stopping at that point right and the way it all follows through I was like oh thank god and even you know, there's the one character that makes a confession. I'd be like, of course they would do that shit. Yeah, good. Sarah, that's good. I'm glad. Fucking weak arsehole. And that, <laughs> that's not for anyone else, right? That The confession isn't for anyone else. It's for right. them. Right? It's for so, him. Yeah. Hey, totally. Like, you arsehole, man. Oh, uh, that makes me really happy. That is probably the part of the ending that I'm most happy, uh, proud of, because I think that that is... I think it's really honest. You know, I think mm. it's it's fucked up. It's 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 not a positive thing, but I think it's an honest I think it's honest and I think it's that character completing their arc in yes. doing that in a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because uh, m most people would do that shit. Right. I, exactly. I, and, and that's, that's why I wanted to look at some of the, you know, there's definitely some ugly, you know, human qualities on display in this <laughs> in this movie. But, you know, as long as it's honest, I think it's OK. You know, I don't like to do things just they're ugly just for the sake of being ugly. But I think there's truth in, in, in to be examined in that. Yeah, no, that's why it works, I feel, because, you know, a lot of the stuff I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I would. 
I mean, is it bad to say that, yeah, when you're looking at Roger, I'm like, yeah, I'd do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I mean, the best, the best villains are the ones that you could actually relate to a little bit, you know? <laughs> Where you're like, or what, you know, my, my favorite thing I always say, and I say this to Dash, I'm like, if, if I have a hero and a villain arguing, I want the villain's argument to actually be more convincing. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like, no, that, that is- want that. They have to be like even smarter than the hero and they have to have this point of view that you're like, it's sort of like when, you know, why everybody's obsessed with the Joker or whatever. You're just like, oh my God, even though this is madness, um, I really hear what he's saying and I can kind of understand why he is who he is. Yeah, you can see the logic in it. Right. Exactly. I, Even if it's a sick lot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I do like a a scorched scorched the earth mentality. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even exactly. though you try, you hold yourself back from it. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be that guy, but like, it's interesting to see that guy. Oh man, yes. And like in their interaction at the coffee shop, right? It was when they leave and the thing and i'm just like oh yeah that when someone does that so infuriated it's so infuriated because i'm just like really is this what we're doing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally and also like to take the that i, I i'm glad that you brought that up because because it's like taking the 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 horror of some of the climax you know i mean because it gets very dark mm. but then also having there be like this very relatable awkward stuff in there yeah you know what i mean where it's just like we've all been in that scenario we've all had those interactions um because it gets you to relate to andy more too which is what i think makes the ending really come together because you need to relate to him and you know see him in this certain way in order for the ending to kind of cohere or something yeah yeah although ah, he irritated me good I like this, he, he did, just that person because it's just like the hike right yeah because it's just like clearly he ain't in good like and, it, and then it'd be like <laughs> but if you want to i'm just like oh you weak ass motherfucker man <laughs> oh shit he was saying no i want to go or fuck it hey yeah, I'm a bit out of shape, but fuck, I'm I'm down to keep on going. It's just yeah. like, oh, the dog, it'd be like, ah, oh, you spineless fool, man. Right, I, I love know. that you picked up on that, Kevin, because no, I mean, the reality of it is, it's he's lying. Yes. A lot. Yes. And so that's what I wanted to comment on, is, is like a lot of times, I think, in our culture, like if somebody's lying maliciously, we see it as a lie, but we're all lying a lot. Like oh, we, yeah. I'm always like, you know, pretending I know something I didn't or just like nodding like I heard what somebody said and I didn't even really understand what the hell they're talking about. And it's not like, you know, you're not thinking of it as I'm lying, but they're misrepresentations, you know? Yeah, because it's like, if you, you know, you don't want to do something, right? Just say, I I can't. I'm, today's yeah. not a good day. I'm out with someone else. But to be like... Oh, I'm just gonna crash indoors, and I, I feel exactly. it. I'm just like, just say I'm busy, right? Because right. they've they've contacted contacted you at a certain time, right? So to think, because I always think if I'm messaging someone, say midday, right, then I have to think to myself, they could already have plans, right? So I can't get all 
oh, can't believe they don't want to do this. Is an awesome thing I'm offering up, and they don't want to motherfucker. They're dead to me. Like, <laughs> that's ridiculous because it's midday. Yeah. So they could have plans. They could have their yeah. day already laid out, right? Yep. So if I want to do something with a like, ask them the day before or a week before, or you have to give some sort of notice a lot yeah. of the time. So it's a bit like you can tell the truth, but it, it's when you're telling these little lies that it gets a little like, then it's hard, then it's like, you think, do you know what the truth is? Right. And that's what, yeah. And that's really, to me, what the theme of the movie is, is that, and there's a line in the climax about how we're all liars, you know, and, and, I, and I think that that's kind of what, so I'm really glad you picked up on that because it's it's as simple as that little lie on the hike, you know, about, oh, mm. it's the dog, I just want to go. It's like, maybe there would be times in our lives that would be different if rather than trying to be, we try to avoid awkwardness. We try to not be awkward. And so we say, oh no, I would love to do that. Even though I don't want to fucking do that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I said, oh no, yeah, I'd love to come over and have a drink later. And I'm like, I'm already busy. I'm not going to do that. But I didn't want the person to feel rejected or I didn't want to have to deal with it if they were mad at me. And it's like, if you keep thinking that way, you're just, you're not being authentic. You know, you know what I mean? We're not being authentic in our day-to-day -day interactions a lot of the time. And I, you know, I live in Los Angeles and I can tell you, I feel that a lot, you know, yeah. where I'm like, everybody's kind of full of shit. They're telling you what you want to hear. They're telling you what, you know, they think that, you, you know, they're acting like the person they think you want them to be yes. so that you're impressed by them. And you're like, can we just fucking be honest? <laughs> can we just like cut this crap out? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know, I, I can't really remember when, but I got to a point where I'm just like, you know what, I don't give a care, I don't care anymore, right? Yeah. So I, you know, if someone asked me something, I'd be like, mm, I'm just not in the mood, man. Exactly. Or, hey, I'll come over, I've had a shit day. So I might not be as talkative as normal, all right? Yeah. If you're cool with that, I'll come. If not, I'll see you another time. Totally. I think that's great. And when you're clear about like the mood you're in, you're like, I just got off. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I just went through this or I had the worst day at work. As long as I'm not expected to be something that I'm not feeling like right now, then I'm cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, these characters, man, something else. <laughs> well, I'm, so, I'm so glad that really it means a lot. And you should know you're only like the second person that I've even done this with. So, I mean, it's, it's really nice oh, to God. have that. Yeah, it's really, I mean, we did it, you know, I did a couple for the festival, uh, mm. you know, back in the festival thing, but it's just nice to have a dialogue about it because, you know what I mean? With somebody that knows film and is thoughtful about these things. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if those sentences actually work with me. You know what I mean? They're like, I know film and I'm thoughtful, but fuck it, I'll take it. <laughs> you spend, you probably spend more time thinking about movies than your average person. I'll give you that. I'll give you that at least. Maybe the thoughtful part is giving you too much credit. I <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm so glad that you kind of agreed with those thoughts on the film because the one yep. thing that I did wonder about, right? Because I think, uh, I forget what, there's, there's kind of stuff in the copy that you're sent. And it's talking about, um, 
oh yeah, this is a film about the digital age. And I'm a bit like, I mean, there's aspects of that, but yeah. I think it's more about human nature. I love hearing I that. That's the that's the key here, rather than you know the the stuff with the technology, because you know, every like every, you know every everyone uses a certain form of technology, so we're all susceptible to certain things. But the key parts of the film that's all hinged on the way people treat each other, communicate, act, yeah. choose to be. So that's the real driving force here. I love that. And you know, that makes me really happy to hear because that's the thing that will actually determine whether people want to watch this movie in the long run too. Because, you know, I don't, you know what I mean? Because that's the part that'll be the timeless part of it is if, yes. if there's, you know, and that's really what happens with movies that stick with us in our consciousness is that there's some truth. There's something honest about it that we we can't, you know, turn away from or that, you know what I mean? Or that just kind of mm. get lodged in our brain. So, I mean, you know, again, I didn't even write any of that stuff about the digital era, whatever, but, you know, yeah. I, I I think that it's it's marketing stuff that they, oh, you know, want yeah. to draw curiosity. But as a filmmaker and a storyteller, I love that you just said that because that's obviously the higher bar. You know what I mean? I would, you want to do something that's emotionally honest about how people, about the human experience and how, like you said, how people interact and communicate and treat each other. That's so much more interesting than yet another movie about technology fucking us up, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, because I, when I think about some of my favorite films, Right, I like them because of the interactions the characters had, the conversations, right. the wordplay. Like I love Richard Linklater's Before trilogy. Oh Same. my god, I I just love that trilogy. I love Amazing. the fact there's ten is, is it nine or ten years between each film, right? It's I amazing. love that, and we yeah. get to see these people at different stages of their life, and everything that happens, you're like. Oh yeah, I've been in that situation. It's so oh, honest. I've said that stuff and yeah, you would kind of do that. Like I understand the fall of, okay, fuck it, I'll get off the train. All right, let's just walk around. But I hope you're not gonna kill me. Yuri, you say something as stupid quit and it's kind of funny, but kind of awkward now, because then what do you say? Uh, oh, I was going to, but oh, I won't now. I was like, oh, what do I say from this? And you know, those interactions. And then at the end, it was just like, in the second film, wasn't it? And he's like, oh yeah, and we, when we had sex in the graveyard. No, we didn't. And it's just things like that. And it's like, yes. no, 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 we did. No, we didn't. And it's just like our different yes. interpretations of a situation and all of that. And that's what I love about those films. It's and not- he's, And Linklater is one of the best at that, you know, cause I mean, mm. he's so, he's such a, a keen observer of human nature, I think. You know, you see it, whether it's in the comedies or in the before trilogy or really, or, or in Brother, you know, in Boyhood, any of his movies, I think you just see real human nature on display. And you're like, oh my God. And that's like the thing we were talking about before where you're like, it's so specific that it becomes universal rather than you trying to do something and say, oh, this is this is what everybody relates to. So we're gonna make it so that everybody gets it and everybody likes it. That's ne That never works. But when you make this conversation between a uh, an American guy and a French woman, and it's basically one conversation that takes place over three movies over 30 years, mm. um, 
it becomes so universal because there's something in there that all of us can relate to on a human level. It doesn't matter what country they're in or whether we've been in a dynamic where we dated somebody from France. That doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, it's it's just that there's a, a fundamental truth there that that pulls you in. Yes, yeah. thoughts that we've all had. Like in the second movie, they hadn't seen each other. And then it was just like, Oh, I saw that you were doing this thing and I thought, should I come? But I wasn't sure, you know, and there's that doubt. And you'd be like, yeah, I've, you know, I had that before I spoke to that person. And it'd be like, yes. it's all relatable. You can all, you can see a nugget of yourself or a nugget of your experience in this thing. And when and he that, makes that decision at the end uh, in her apartment to not go to the airport. Yes. You know what oh, I mean? Man, like, that was great. Yeah, we've all had those moments where you're like, you make it, you're making a life decision. Yeah. In, in this, you know what I mean? And it's very dramatic for the movie, but it's so relatable. You know, mm. it's great. I'm, and I'm, then the choice in the third film not to have them completely happy. That there's, yeah. that there's these, you know, issues and flaws, but they're still trying to make it work. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the that it would be. I think it would be dishonest to have gone the other way. So that's that's mm. what's so great about it. I love the third one too. Yeah, but it's that sort of dynamic, right? That you see here, right? Because we have like a guy in a bar talking to a girl, right? So it's things like that. It's like um the whole oh we're not gonna do anything. Let's maybe just fool around and then just snuggle. And the amount of times that gets dropped, right? The, like you, you could hear that, and it's just like, yeah, okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's all I really wanted. Yeah, no, right. I didn't want anything else. Obviously right. not. Right. But you know what I mean? It's just like we've come across these things, right? These interactions, and it'd be like, um, you know, like just going for the hike, just that kind of thing. Like one person's yeah. fitter than the other. One person wants to do this and the other one doesn't. Like you do something nice for someone and they're like, oh, I don't really want to. Like right. that infu that infuriated the fuck out of me, I'm gonna say, right? <laughs> I was just like, you fucking motherfucker. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I love. Hey, if it get if it got a reaction out of you, it was doing the right thing. Then. That makes me happy. Oh man, yeah, it, it's so it's so weird, right? I think when you watch something and you think you know where it's going, and then you find, and you're just a bit like, mm, okay, all right, all right, fuck it, let's go with it at least because. Although I might know what this story is, all right, let's see what the writing's like, right? Let's yeah. see how they tell this version of that story. Right. Because even if it is something that you know, as long as the writing is good and the direction and you've chosen good shots, interesting angles, interesting lighting, you can still be like, yeah, no, I liked it. I enjoyed that. Absolutely, yeah. It could be something that was well executed, even though you've seen it before, you could you could enjoy it, yeah. Yes, but when it takes those turns, ah, oh, it, it just gives you that, there's this feeling that you get. It's a bit like going to that first gig, right? That first, 
good gig, yeah. should I say, right? It can't be any old, but the first good gig, that feeling, that excitement that, oh, I'm going to get something different. I'm going to get something I don't know yeah. here. And you get that kind of like, all right, okay, I'm with you. All right, what, what are we going to do now? Where are we going, man? Right, I love where, that. Where are we going? I love that. Like, oh, shit, they did the, oh, they did the thing. <laughs> yes. And, and that, ah, uh, that's the best feeling. But the irritating uh, thing about right now is yeah. it's fun. There's, the thing I love the most about watching films is like coming out and then talking with someone about it right? and be like, what about that bit when that happened? Be like, oh yeah, fuck. Or they say something and be like, oh shit, I missed that. Oh, it makes sense now when that thing right. happened. But now when we're just watching them on our own kind of thing, it's like, it's not quite, it takes that bit away, which That's is right. a shame, but which makes these conversations even like better because you I know because they're more rare it. yeah that we don't get no and i used to do that like uh again I, I don't know just going to the movies and then like going for a beer after and talking about the movie just like basic things like that we've mm. lost that you know i mean i i think you're totally right um and it's coming back a little bit i've been to theater i've been to the theater like three times now and i'm just gonna keep going every week and just seeing whatever the hell they put out because it's just nice to be back in the theater again um <laughs> but i appreciate what you were saying too before kevin because i think it's like um you know the thing that is so fun about when a story unfolds in a way that you haven't seen before i think um there's like this quote from Kubrick about how if you tell somebody um, something, it's like if you if you tell somebody an idea and you explain it to them intellectually, you know that's not worth very much. Mm. But if you if you can get them into your mindset and then they can have the process of discovery themselves, that process of discovering something new then that'll stick with them for forever. Like they'll never yes. forget that because then that becomes like, oh my God, this is my thing now. It's mm. not like, oh, that belongs to somebody else. It's like, that was my discovery going through it. And I had all my own thoughts about it. So now I have some ownership of it, which is like, that's the coolest fucking thing you could do with a story, I think, is to be able to get pull people in with you like that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because yeah, definitely. I definitely agree that that's when you get the best buzz. And I think that's when you find people sit with a film, right? Because you, you like Donnie Darko, not the best reaction when it first came out. Mm -hmm. But the thing I like, right? Because I'm just like, just because some critics said they don't like it doesn't mean a film is bad. No, not because at all. That's not the totality of, right? So when a film then gets traction, and the thing about Darko is like, everyone's just like, I didn't get it at first. I had to watch it this many times. Or did you think it was that? And you're like, no, I thought it was that. I'm like, wait, huh? How did you get to that? I'm like, well, buh, buh, buh. I'm like, yeah, but buh, buh, buh. So like, but, you know, you've had all these people thinking and dissecting in these different ways. And I think that's what carries something, right? Absolutely. When someone, it's it's got layers. 
that's and then the that's the truth. thing you know as long as you're it's got layers but it's also like back to your point about that woman in the screening you're talking about is that it's not like there's not one right answer you know no. I've, ha- I've talked to people about the ending of stalker and there's like definitely a couple different, you know, not everybody thinks it means the same thing in terms of like what the theme is. And it's just even like, to me, I'm clear on what I meant, but yes. there will also be, but it's cool that there's people out there that could be like, oh, I thought it was this. And I'm like, well, great, that's cool. Like, mm. you know what I mean? If they enjoyed that, or maybe they had something on their mind or they just went through a breakup. And so they saw it in a different way because they were thinking about their ex or something, you know what I mean? And then they yeah. had, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. I think that, I think everything should be left up for interpretation, you know, like that's yeah. the best. That's why I really like the fact that Nolan is a bit like, I'm not going to tell you if it dropped or yeah. right? Because yeah. everyone's like, I think no. When you, if you watch it right at the end, it, it drops as the film closes, right? It definitely does, and you're like, no, it doesn't. It's spinning right. still. Like they're in the Inception. No, they're not in the Inception. Are they? Right. Aren't they? It's like, oh, how? What happens at the end? Exactly. And that is great that you can speak to so many people. They're all gonna come with their different 100%. thoughts on that. And that, ah, yeah. And there's no right and wrong, you no. know. It's not a it's not a right versus wrong thing. It's just saying this is up for interpretation, and you can bring yourself you bring yourself to it, and then you see what you make of it, kind of thing, which is always fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, what was the reception to um, Stalker at the festivals? Well, we started. Um, we started at Fright Fest and then we had Austin Film Festival was our US premiere and then we've only played two or three others. But at both of those those premiere fests, it was pretty positive. I mean, it was, we won the audience award at Austin Film Festival. And then I think we got a, um, I think we won the best gore moment of gore at, at Fright Fest. Um, but, you know, I, I, but it was really fun. You know, the best part about Fright Fest was the first time anybody had seen it. Oh, right, and I was right, yeah. and I was literally just on Twitter all day following hashtag Fright Fest and, and looking and it was so funny because when I saw the stalker screening happening, I saw people being like, if he messes with that dog, I'm going to fucking kill this. I'm going to hate this movie. And it was just like, but you saw people reacting like as the movie was going on. And then at the end, everybody was like, hell yeah, that's exactly, you know what I mean? And it was like, <laughs> nice. Okay. They got it. Cause we couldn't be, we couldn't be there, which sucked, you know, because mm. of COVID. So the best, the, the, the second best thing we had was to just follow on Twitter. And then we did like a little Q and a, which, which went really well. So it was a lot of fun. Uh... That's but I wish I really I've heard such great things about Fright Fest. I I, I might even come uh, this year or next year just to be, just to get a sense of that community because we we all missed out on the opportunity to be physically in a theater with people watching it. That was that was a bummer. Yeah, I do feel bad for like everyone that's had stuff drop during this point because yeah. they and especially when it's their first project. Because I'm just like, ah, oh, man. Because even when they get to do it for the next one, it's not quite the same. And it's such a shame that they they lost that part of it. Right. I mean, at least they were still allowed, you know, able to put the thing out there. I mean, luckily for us, yeah, luckily for us that, that there is at least... Um... 
you know, at least the film's getting out there now. So I think that, that you know, like, even though I was disappointed by that, I, I count my blessings and we were lucky to be able to find an audience and let's get, the fact that the movie's coming out is great. You know, so mm -hmm. even though, yeah, I wish, I wish I got to come to London and, you know, and go watch it in a theater with people, that would have been amazing. Um, I'm just grateful that uh, people have a chance to watch it. So that makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you, are you putting out any merch or anything like that around, around it is like really we haven't been putting out any merch we've got we're going to do like you know some social media posting and stuff but i'm definitely um you know we've been talking about you know posters and some t-shirts everybody it was funny because we shot the movie under the title stalker mm. and so all of our rap shirts had stalker written on them and then we changed the name to blinders and everybody was like oh well i don't want to fucking wear this t-shirt anymore and then we changed it back. So now at least everybody that worked on the movie has one piece of merch <laughs> from the movie. But but the whole thing is, even if the, if the name had changed and stuck, right? They got unique merch. Well, totally. I mean, I actually always said that, and I've got like <laughs> I got like eight of those shirts in my closet just because I got extras. And it's and it was fun because we just did the uh, icon of uh you know like your emoji cons on the on the on when you're texting oh it was yeah, just yeah, a, yeah. a car an iphone and a knife and that was and throughout all of production on all of our our uh, call sheets every day we had that image of just a car an iphone and a knife and we're like that's the whole movie <laughs> you nice. know <laughs> <laughs> oh man ah uh, yeah no i i really appreciated being able to just um yeah talk to you about this because oh man there, yeah there's so many questions right after after watching it right now oh let me ask this one before um eddie free where did you like because i think we've got all of these great moments in the film and especially at the end of the film so when you were writing it and filming it when did you know this is the point it ends. Oh, that's a really good point. Um, I think that part of it, and without giving up the, without giving away the ending, was really I wanted to come full circle, almost back to the beginning. So yeah, you start yeah. with somebody arriving in a new town, and then I wanted to kind of end on somebody arriving in a new town. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Just to say, like the world goes on; it's a cyclical logic. We'll be back through this again this has happened many times before and it will happen many times again <laughs> you know so i wanted that yeah. to be the ending kind of yeah yeah because, oh when you see the box that definitely gives you chills because you're right. like good good oh no oh, shit, oh yeah. shit and then yeah at the end and then i love the fact you ended on that question and the response yeah. to that question oh i'm so you're glad like, oh it's a routine you know it's yeah it's a well-practiced routine yeah <laughs> that's awesome no i love that you picked up on that too because some people don't notice that on the first watch either so that's cool that you 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 got you got that oh yeah no that, that that was great and also that you you flip the other thing right so you right. then see that oh that doesn't matter it's the right you know what I mean? That is the thing. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> like I expected to hear, um, oh fuck, is it James Brown? You know, cold blooded. Like <laughs> in the background. Yeah. 
<laughs> that would have been the best. That would have been an amazing trailer song, you know? <laughs> I mean, credit, rolling credit song. Roll the credits yeah. on that. That would have been even better. I love it. Oh man, uh, Kevin! I I'm so I'm so sorry, yes. but I lost tra I lost track of time. I realized it's four thirty, and I gotta be on a call in like ten minutes for my day job. So oh god, uh, oh my days! Yeah, I've yeah I've gone well over. I have I know, but I do. I honestly, I was gonna say I do some marketing work for my day job too. So I think we're both living similar. This is the reality I love doing, and then you know, <laughs> there's always there's always other other work that needs to be done. Yes. Yes, yes, unfortunately, but hey ho, it keeps you grounded, right? <laughs> it does. It keeps you humble and it keeps you grounded. It's the right thing. Yes. Well, the film drops on Friday, so um, yeah, man. I mean, look, I hope you have all the success, and um, I hope when you've got something new in the pipeline, you can stop by and we can um talk about it. I, absolutely. And hopefully, you know, hopefully next year, or the one after we'll be back to Fright Fest and back in this community. And, and, and honestly, hopefully you and I will get to meet in person one of these days, you know, next time I'm out there. But it was a pleasure. And, and I really appreciate you taking the time. Ah, oh, man. It, no, it was my pleasure. You and Dash have really knocked this one out of the park. So oh, thank you, well Kevin. Done, All right. Well, thank you, buddy. We'll talk very soon. All right. You have a great day. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Yes, people. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed that one, right? Oh man, it trust me, it's a great film. It drops tomorrow, the 21st of May. Hey, you do not want to miss it And, um, yeah, people follow Tyler Savage Because, oh man, he, he's such a great dude Alright, so, um, yeah People, go watch the film Enjoy yourself If you haven't watched it, listen to it yet Go check out part one Because we check out three films there um, But, yeah, people, that is us And we will be back next Thursday. All right. Peace.